Frontside Nation. I'm back. It's my name. My name is Jordan, and I'm here with two of my best friends in the world, Jacob and <laughs> Pastor Ron. And I've also got a special guest here, Rodney. Say what's up, man. How you doing, brother? Yeah, so it's good to meet you today, but um, <laughs> I'm here. So we have got we have got a lot going on. We do. We've got Rodney's saying that he's going to go to Miami. He's going to start. He's going to start partying. Mm. Yeah. Pastor yeah. Ron's going on dates. Yes. With his wife. I'm running. We Whoa. have feet to faith ministry here. Yes. I did my first 5K. Right, like unofficial, like in training. Yeah, in but, training. But we know what you're saying. Yeah. We, I did my first distance wise. I don't. I don't run. Like I'm not. And you did. That it. might shock you to your core, but I'm not very good at running. No. That's, <laughs> no, that's, no. Did you? I'm shook. Did, <laughs> <laughs> did you run the whole time? No, I did run walk, but I was going with with Raya, so I have an excuse. Oh. <laughs> is it really a five k if you don't run the whole time? Is it I, really? Mm. I mean, honestly, yes. Now that everybody gets a trophy, uh, absolutely. Oh That's my god, That's yeah. a good point. Thank yeah. you for okay. pointing that out. I'm not going. I with feel Raya better for myself, time. and I didn't even go. <laughs> If you've ever been to Disney, you've run a 5K before. Oh, how funny. <laughs> now, here's the ultimate question. Like, right now in training, you're you're with Raya, right? Yes. I get it. It's it's um, it's part it's a partnership right now. But on game <laughs> on game day, are you gonna get competitive and leave no, her? No, I'm not gonna leave her. What if oh. she starts to leave you? Oh, that's happening. If she does that, I'm gonna be what? I'm not gonna let that happen. Will you okay? I will not let that happen. You'll you'll like go to your last breath. So I like, will go to my last breath. Okay. But All you right. know what? We're running and the reason that I'm going with her is because yeah. like there's a lot of like sometimes at Crane's Roost, there's some there's some like weird people. There's, there's flavor. There's flavor there's some, everywhere. Like there's some attacks from enemies, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, oh, yeah. Oh, and I just yeah. want to be there to oh, okay. Okay. All right. protect her, you know? <laughs> Honestly, <laughs> probably that was probably one of the smoothest you've done. But, like, I need some advice on how to recognize the attack of the enemy. <laughs> Let's find that out. I mean, who has who has some of these? Oh, I know man. Rodney doesn't know. What about it's, you, Pastor It's Ron? really simple. If the guy keeps running by you three times and talks to your girlfriend, that's probably an attack. Is you that know, what you mean? I think it's more... The thing that I'm more concerned about are those guys that are raggedy. Raggedy. You wow. know, I was trying to think of a nice word, but like... Oh, okay. Really unkept. Yeah. And... Every time they come around the corner, I wish we were on camera right now, but they kind of like, you know, twist their neck a little bit. Oh, yeah, thing. yeah, like, yeah. Creepy. Yo, what are you doing, man? Scratching, yeah. sc you know, scratching something while they're standing yeah. you weird. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah, look, yeah. 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 Kind of yeah. like you're doing right now. Right. <laughs> <laughs> I really thought that's what he was doing, too. I thought, is he kind of going to demonstrate it? <laughs> I, I, feel, I feel quite confident <laughs> that... Raya will be able to protect you, Jordan. So, oh, yeah, yeah because she's, she's actually in a self-defense class exactly. at the same time. Exactly. Right? She's in a self-defense class right now. We 
we need we should have her on here to tell us like how to recognize attacks and how to prevent them. Oh my gosh, she should come in and tell her some some stories from her self defense class. Yeah, no. Actually, yeah, the front sight men would appreciate those. I think yeah, they would. They but, would. But seriously, how am I going to learn how to recognize the attacks of the enemy? Pastor Honestly, on? good question. So, um I am asked that a lot. Okay, let me rephrase that. I'm not necessarily asked a lot. Um, it's, it's inferred mm. in, in the conversations. I hear guys say, I really didn't see this coming. Right, mm. right. They'll, they'll say stuff yeah, like that. Right. Or I had no idea. Or now that I look back, I see that that was leading me this way. Mm-hmm. Or, or how did I get here? Or how did I get here? Or I was pulled aside. And so what happens is most often when we think about spiritual warfare, we most often think about the really bad things, if yeah. you know what I mean. We we miss so many little things around mm-hmm. us. And listen, be reminded, all big things are made up of one million little things. Right. Yeah. And the devil would just as soon take his time. He's in the slow game, right? He would just as soon take his time and just throw one little thing at yeah, you. It's it's one breadcrumb at a time. One that's a really good way to put it. Yeah, a little bit of Hansel and Gretel, you know, right? Just one breadcrumb at a time. Like I say all the time, if the devil were to meet you in the morning for breakfast and sit down and just over a cup of coffee and just say, I'm going to destroy your life today, and here's what I'm going to do. He doesn't do that. He doesn't just show up at breakfast and just tell you how he's going to destroy your day, and nor does he come at you sometimes with just really big things. It's a lot of little things. So what I hope to do is maybe we, we have not done this in a while. Let's remind ourselves why front sight exists and what is the meaning. Okay, so there is there is some um, what are the words here? There there are some cultural connotations that because of the name front sight, because of what we're trying to sort of aim at. Um, you know, we got a rear aperture, we got a front sight, we have a logo, and and sometimes with that culture comes only those that maybe think this is about artillery mm-hmm. or weaponry. Yeah. And it's it's not. We're borrowing from that um, that picture, if you will, to make a biblical uh, principle uh, in our life that we can live by. And so to, front to, sight— To create some discipline. To create—oh, that's a really good way to put it. So it's really there to create discipline, to keep your eye focused on the front sight, okay? But we, we're using 2 Timothy 2, 1 through 4, I want to read that one more time. So, if this is the, if you're just now new to uh, front sight and listening, what does this mean? Here's what Paul writing to Timothy, who was um, a young minister, and he says, "You then, my child, be strengthened by the grace that is in Christ Jesus, and what you have heard from me in the presence of many witnesses, entrust to faithful men, who will be able to teach others also. Share in suffering as a good soldier of Christ Jesus." Now watch, here's the point. I'm going to come back to it. I am going to emphasize it when I say it. No soldier gets entangled in civilian pursuits. Come on. Yeah. Now here's front sight. Since his aim is to please the one who enlisted him. Wow. So we're borrowing on some common nomenclature um, of weaponry that sort of are geared toward men but we're we're using very strong biblical principles on how to keep your eyes on Christ. Yeah. And so what we're focusing on today, no pun on words they're focusing, but what we're looking at today is most often men uh, are looking at things the wrong way, and they're literally missing the mark, and yeah. they're just not aware 
uh, of the attacks of the enemy. Are they All worried right. about the wrong things, that kind of stuff, yeah. Yeah, worried about the wrong things, focused on the wrong things, even sometimes just missing, uh, like Rodney said, the, the, the breadcrumbs around us. Like right. We just think they're just breadcrumbs. We don't really realize that it's leading us somewhere that we don't want to go. Yeah. Now, yeah. spiritual warfare does have a, if you will, a true definition in some sense, but I, I want to give a definition here for this talk. What is warfare? Okay. Yeah. Spiritual warfare to me in this context means earthly means there's an there's an employment on earth. Yeah. Earthly means from heavenly beings. The Bible tells us that in Ephesians six, it it literally describes demons as heavenly. Uh, it actually uses the word spiritual yeah. beings. The heavenly realm. The heaven. Make no mistake about it. Like demons are spiritual. Yeah. Their god is the devil. Yeah. <laughs> right. So they're they're spiritual. So don't miss that. Again, Satan's not going to come to you dressed in red, and he's going to tell you, "I'm going to destroy you today by doing this." Now always we do know disguised, always disguised. he's always he's an angel of light. Okay, yeah. we know that. But here's what warfare is: it's earthly means from heavenly beings that are out to destroy an eternal relationship. Yeah. I think in a previous episode. We talked about how we were made for eternity, that God has placed eternity in our hearts. If the devil can distract, if he can deceive, if he can corrupt, the Bible says he's come to kill, steal, and destroy. If he can corrupt, kill, steal, and destroy, not allow that eternal relationship to happen, that's his goal. Yeah. In whatever means. Okay, so that is what warfare is. Now, it's interesting. I actually looked up this term because it means so many different things, um, or it's said different ways in different versions. It's okay, not that they're wrong, because I'm using ESV here. But actually, when in the Bible, when it says gets entangled in civilian pursuits, what it means is it's, it's literally saying that you're not you're not involved in living, comma good, comma life. Yeah. Or good, comma life, comma living. Mm. Now listen to that. Basically, what he's saying is no soldier gets involved in living the good life. Mm. Now, we've all seen it. I I guess it's a marketing. Is it that what the exact marketing phrase is? Like the good life or something like that? It's on hats and shirts and so forth, like at a hiking store. And we we think that's a very um, neutral term. Like it's not saying something, you know, bad in our mind. That's the point. Mm. And so the Bible is is literally telling you and I this world's philosophy – will present to us a version of good life living. Mm-hmm. Actually, the word there is bios, but it's spelled B-I-O-S, like bios. But we, we you pronounce it bios. Okay. So it's literally like the world that we live in has a version of what does the good life look like. Yeah. yeah. And so often, again, we think, we think spiritual warfare is like the devil coming at us with a red pitchfork, and he's like, you know, do this, take this drug or take this hit or do this, you know, like willfully, intentionally lie right now. Like It's not always. It's the, not always that. It's not always the obvious, like no. against the law. No. Like it's a sin's going to be lawful. Well, yes. Well, and, you know, and a frog, you know, can be boiled slowly. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So you don't even realize you're, you're, you just think you're in a warm bath and before you know it, you're paralyzed. You can't get out. Exactly. Yeah. It's it, well, it's, it's, um, it's that as well as what Jordan said. It's, it's also like, you just think, well, what's wrong with it? Like, mm, yeah. Yeah. because it's just living the good life. Like God's not against me living the good life. And yeah. Especially in today's, 
I, I should say, marketplace of Christian ideas mm. where, you know, and you've been preaching, you know, why this isn't uh, legitimate of late. Right. But the the prosperity doctrine has us calling upon the Holy Spirit to do our work yes. versus the Holy Spirit calling on us to do his work. Well right? said. And so people saying, hey, you know, God is this tool. He, he's this right. resource for you to get the good life, to get oh, the things that wow. you want or need, yeah. predominantly want. And 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 so why not just use that? And so we get lost That's in what it. life really even is. That is. So like what areas are, are supposedly like the good life that necessarily at first don't seem destructive that the devil actually uses? Now, you have to remember this. The, the, the devil is is actively at work with his demons coming to present to you options that look like the good life. Yeah. Now, we watch movies and we see demons come in different ways and we think, oh, they're going to be scary when they approach us. Not always. Not always. They're going to be very subtle. They're going to be enticing. They're going to be enticing. For instance, I've, here's a few that I just listed when I wrote this down. Like what songs are in your playlist? Mm-hmm. We may not think, um, you know, that a certain genre of music is neither good nor bad. And we say things like this. Well, I know the lyrics aren't that bad, but I like the beat. I love the, uh, you well, just about, said that right out of my mouth. Right? Yes. Oh my gosh. Especially in student ministry. That's yeah. such a big thing. Yeah. Uh, like I was mentoring one of the boys and he was like, he was like, man, I really like Christian music is boring. And yeah. I was like, dang, bro. Like, what are you talking about? And he's like, listen to this song. And tell me if it's more interesting. And it's like this crazy like guitar solo as it goes yeah. like forever. And he's like, he's like, tell me that's not more interesting. And I'm like, you aren't listening to any of the words that they're singing. Right. You're not listening yeah. to the message that's being right. placed into your heart. Right. And he's like, well, it's more interesting. <laughs> I know like, they don't get it. I'm like, yeah. oh my gosh. And I mean, it's, and we know this is a side note. I mean, the devil was the worship leader of heaven. Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. So he he's like a master songwriter. So no wonder like certain songs just really. And let's be honest. I mean, I tell folks all the time. Sometimes you can't look at somebody on a Friday night that's lost. You honestly can't say they're not having a good time. Yeah. Like at that moment when they're partying, when they're drinking, when they're dancing. They're having a good time. I mean, let's be honest. They're lost. Yeah. But they're literally partying their way away from God. But they're having it. There are times like, come on, let's just, you know, admit it. There are certain songs that aren't Christian that the beat really hits well. Yeah. And you're like, I get that. I mean, you know, I get there are times when whatever your thing is, come on, just admit it. We know that clothing isn't necessarily like, um, let's say, spiritual warfare. But there are times when you can put on a really good piece of clothing, and you're like, "Oh, I can tell the difference." You know, that shirt's mm. 150 bucks, and the shirt I'm wearing is 25, and oh, you can tell the difference in the quality. Mm. You can't say that that 150 dollars shirt, materialism here, um, you know, isn't doesn't feel better than a 25 dollars shirt. Yeah. yeah. Okay, but we're not talking. But you see what I'm saying? That's that's where we buy into like the good life. Well, it could be a it could be a car commercial. It could be a car. It yes. could be, it could be, I mean, one thing that used to irritate me when I started, you know, younger and I started realizing this is that, you know, the 30, the, the Prudential commercial yeah. with a 35 year old couple standing in front of a four and a half million dollar home. Right. And so people look at that and go, well, yeah, yeah, I could, you know, right. I should be able to do that, right. you know, and we've mortgaged our entire life away to keep up with the Prudential commercials. Absolutely. And, and 
all of these things. Right. And I mean, this list is probably going to get pretty deep. They just, you're, it's just like chucking, uh, you know, a tree stump into a black hole. Mm. Exactly. You're not going to, it's not going to get anywhere. You're not going to no. feel any better. No. For, you know, you might live for Fridays, but Monday's coming. Right. Yeah. And, and, and again, you know, hopefully if you've listened to any of the preaching here, we're not necessarily against things. And to be fair, like right now in Florida, a 1,200-square-foot 1, house is $4 million. Yeah. I mean, yeah. Yeah. you know, we're there. But it's like the mindset. It's, it's the mindset. It's yes. what you let into your mind, what you can think. Yes. That's right. Yes. Look, small little breadcrumbs. Yeah. Exactly. That just distract you. So you do, let's say you get into a $4 million house and let's say you can't afford it. It's not that bad. But now if you're not careful, then that can become like a status or an idol. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And it's not necessarily like pornography where you go, oh man, I shouldn't have looked at that. But now you're walking into a house that is just not, it's, it's distracting from God's purpose in your mm-hmm. life. That's, yeah. That's a very subtle example of how warfare takes place. So then what happens? Now you're like, I've got to work harder to pay the bills to keep that house or to get into this or to get into that. That's what we're saying. So it's like songs that you listen to. It shows that you watch. There are so many parents that I talk to that when I, you know they're having problems with their kids, and I, I just start asking them, like, what's their diet? How's your discipline? How's your communication? Then I'll say stuff like this. What are they watching? And then they'll just rattle it off really fast, and I'll go, wait, let's back up. And I'll say, have you actually watched that show? Have you, you know, are they into gaming? Like, and they're like, yeah, but it's not that bad. We limit it to 30 minutes. And I'm like, 30 minutes is powerful. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like 15 minutes of a show that is completely unhealthy is powerful, even though it's just 15 minutes. Mm-hmm. So it's it's playlists, it's shows, it's movies. Um, it's all, these are things that the world tries to sell. Do you remember no civilian gets entangled in good life living? Mm-hmm. We try to keep our eyes focused on Christ. But also, if we if we remember, these are the same temptations Jesus experienced in the wilderness. Yeah, yeah. Like you can just rattle them off. Three things that he went through: riches, pleasure, power. Right. That's good life living. Mm. Jesus went through that, and don't we all? I mean, come on, we're we're all we all live in this world. Uh, we we know that to have a little bit of money in the bank feels good. We know that to have a little bit of gas in the car, or to have a backup system here, to have food in the pantry. Uh, to be able to go eat somewhere nice. In and of itself, there's nothing wrong with that as long as it's in its proper place. But you do have to realize um, that the enemy sees that. Rain and I um, were given a gift card, and we went to a really nice place to eat. And honestly, it was it was, it was was really good food. But we just looked around, and we were like, you know, the, the, the reasons why some people are here, we're not here for that. Like you literally could just watch people, the, 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 the beverages just kept coming. And you know, I'm thinking, golly, that you got you got like a four hundred dollar bill just in wine right now, yeah. not even food. But I'm just looking around, and we're like, what they're trying to get out of this is not at all what we're here for. Like, yeah. we're we're here for a good meal and just to sit down and talk to each other. And nothing wrong with a good meal. Nothing right. wrong with a good steak or a good piece of fish and some good baked potatoes, whatever. You're, yeah. You know, nothing wrong. But we just pause and we're like, you know, this doesn't really have like. I'm not here because it's like a status symbol. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Uh, thankfully, we drove up and there were some really nice cars in the parking lot. But thank the Lord, there was like another Ford truck, and I was like, "Yeah, there's another <laughs> dude here like that." But you know what I mean? Yeah, they were there for other reasons. Yeah, mm-hmm. to them that was life. Like to not be there with those people doing those things. Yeah. Um, you know that was life to them, and Jesus faced that riches, pleasure, power. Let me let me tell you how. So how do you, we're talking about how to recognize the attacks of the enemy? 
So I want to tell you how the, how the enemy attacks. He has never changed his warfare strategy from the beginning. He attacks primarily in three ways. Um, his warfare comes in temptation, deception, and accusation. Mm. Now, most of us are familiar with temptation. Right. You know, we see an image, um, we desire after something. Um, you know, we, we want something that's beyond, a little out of our reach. Yeah. And we, down deep inside, we kind of know it's wrong. Like, we're, we're familiar with temptation. But so many guys miss it when it comes to deception. Yeah. yeah, like the smoke and mirrors uh, of of how the um, the enemy works, and deception is a slow game. Mm-hmm. It's not an immediate. If I'm scrolling through, and I don't know, was it was I with you, Jordan? I was it with you? We oh, were on yeah, Instagram yeah, yeah. or something. Yeah. And what 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 was it? Oh no, what was it? It was like somebody shared on their story somebody else's story. Yeah. And then you were like, oh, who's this? And you like tapped on it and it was like some like jank page or something. Yeah. Remember that? Yeah, I do. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it wasn't. So it was, yeah, it was somebody shared a story and I clicked on like, you know, what does it say? Watch the rest of the reel or something like that. Whatever that little thing that comes up. I clicked on that to see how they were going to finish it. And it went to this whole other deal. And Mm -hmm. immediately I was like, whoa, 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 what was that? Yeah. And I was, it wasn't like we didn't see anything bad, like physically, you know, I'm an image. It wasn't like that. But, just the link that it took us to, and I'm so you know I was like, whoa, did you see that? You know, yeah. So we know in terms of temptation, sometimes it is in your face. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Deception sometimes is not that way. No, we start out thinking, well, um, this isn't that bad for me. Mm. Um, the you know these this genre music, it's not that bad. Yeah, they drop a little cuss word here and there, but they're really not saying things that are this or that. Like, deception is so slow. Why would God allow something to be created that's so good not for our use? Why would... Oh, I do hear that. Yeah, yeah absolutely. And so we pick up on, like, little bits of deception. It's it's deceptive sometimes even, can I say this, even like taking care of our families. Mm. Oh, yeah. We I, fall into the I thing agree. of, like, travel ball. Mm. I'm not against travel. Our girls our girls did it. And amazingly, I think if, if I can remember... In five years of travel dance, and they dance in every major market, L.A., Dallas, Atlanta, Orlando, San Diego, they dance in every major dance market across the country. I think during that time frame, our family only missed maybe in five years, three Sundays. Wow. Like Raina made a commitment, and she told the dance company up front, here's who we are, here's what we do. We're going to do our best to make these, but if we can range where we don't have to be here on a Sunday, like, you know. Sometimes they work with some, but I mean, for the most part, we, we barely missed it. Now, as the girls got older, um, they made those choices. And I think Rayleigh was like a junior in high school, and she was just like, you know, I've enjoyed these years, but I know it's not taking me to the next thing. Like, I know this mm-hmm. isn't something that's going to be. And so she she chose at that point to stop. All of our girls sort of had that perspective. But here's my point. A lot of times as dads, we can fall into the thing like, I have to give my kids these experiences. Mm. You know, I have to get them involved in it. And I honestly, I wish, I wish you could ride with me or sit with me with those dads who now have kids that are in their 20s and 30s that are married. And here's, I'm just telling you, I can, before we ever get into the car, before we ever go to lunch, I can tell you what that dad's going to say. He's going to say, I don't know how to get my kids back to church. Wow. I don't know how. 
my kid, I know they were brought up in church, but I don't know if they're saved. Or they'll say, I don't know if they have a relationship. They're pursuing other things. And they'll say, I missed those years. Mm-hmm. Wow. And I, I think the one of the biggest lies that's been told going back to our grandparents' generation and mm-hmm. below is I don't want my children to have to go through what I went through. Okay, that's right. Mm. I I want my children to have a better opportunity. And if you think about that and you parallel that with the whole, you know, the the circle of life, right? Hard times create strong men, strong men create yeah. good times, good times create weak men, weak men create hard times. Mm. You're depriving your children of the very lessons in life that got you to the wow. same conclusion that brought you straight front in dead center of Christ. Right. And instead of allowing them to come to that conclusion sooner, right? Um, whatever benefits that you were given, which right. were lessened than your grandparents, whether it was the Great Depression or whatever, right? Um, you just you just pushed it out even further, right? Absolutely, it's, it's an enticement that's not Absolutely. even real. Now, to be fair, I'm not against your kids being an extracurricular. That's not what no, I'm saying. No, Didn't no, say that no, at it's all. Not the same thing. Um, our our kids benefited um, from the, but I think it needs its perspective. Like when our kids were get involved in this, we were clear to say, "Here's our family mission," and not because we have a title, Ron, pastor. You know, not because we have a title, not because we have this vocation. But because our family is a calling, our fam, our family is not special, if you will, in the sense that we're more special than others. We have a special calling mm. that has separated us, and so does the every Christian, is what we tell our girls. So here's what that looks like. So for our family, yes, we don't mind you getting involved in this, but here are the boundaries. Here are the guardrails. So often we can fall into the trap that if I'm not giving my kids these things— then they're not going to experience good life living. Oh, wow. Yeah. And you and I, and I'm, I'm going to preach a message if I haven't done it already. I'm not even sure. Um, I don't think I, the last few years I have on in, in Jude, where Jude says, contend for the faith. Do you realize we have a faith that was handed down to us by the blood of martyrs? Mm-hmm. Wow. And we take for granted so much like the luxury, if you will, of Christianity that we live in that we really do have a very strong westernized ideology mm. of the gospel and how to live it. Yeah. And if you'll travel to other countries with me um, to be on mission, you'll see some elements of that. But when Jude is writing, he's saying, look, pass this down to the next generation because it was handed down to you by those that lost their lives. Right. Man, think about, think, wow, uh, this just kind of blown me away because and, you know, we're very accepting to the idea, particularly, you know, we've kind of celebrated our, the you know, forefathers or previous generations who fought right. and died for oh, our go. liberty. And, you know, we kind of, you know, hold, you know, take very seriously the, the liberty and the, the opportunity that you have now because somebody died for that. And we're kind of like, yeah, yeah, that's acceptable. But the very gospel that right. we read— those men lost their life right. to produce it. Absolutely. Yeah. For the sake of Christ. Absolutely. And, yeah. and us. And yes. us. Like right now, I know mm-hmm. there's a lot of shirts out there with 1776 on them. I think I have them. Right, right. We need somebody needs to create a 
clothing line called um, called AD eighty thirty four. Yeah, right. right. <laughs> like when when Jesus died, you know, somewhere around there. Yeah. Um. What you know, or when when Peter was crucified upside down, right outside of St. Peter's Square, which is why it's called St. Peter's Square. Um, you know, kind of a thing. Like, no, you know what I'm saying? Like the, the yeah. gospel was handed down to us by the blood of martyrs. I mean, you just think through like Wycliffe, Luther, just name them who gave their lives you know, for the translation of the word, for standing on faith. You know, are we passing that down? Mm. All that to say uh, deception is, su- is such a strong weapon and tool mm-hmm. of the devil. Mm-hmm. And it's so subtle. Like Rodney's illustration, you can throw a frog in boiling water, he'll jump out, but just slowly increase the temperature and he'll die right there in boiling water. Also, the devil works in temptation. He works in deception. For men, I think he works most prevalently, just as equally, should I say, in temptation as he does in accusation. Mm. Men are getting hammered with thoughts of, I'm not enough. Mm. I'm not a good enough husband. I'm not a good enough father. Um, she's my wife is a, is better pray at praying. My wife is better at this. Maybe, maybe I don't know. Maybe the wife is the one accusing the husband. Like you should do more. You should do this. Yeah. Why do you do that? I don't know. But we most men that I talk to are under a lot of um, accusation thoughts in their head that haunt them. I'm not yeah. enough. I failed here. Don't think I can gain the ground back. And that's what the, the devil is literally called the accuser. Mm. Of the brethren. Like, that's one mm. of his names, like Satan. It means accuser of the brethren. His warfare tactics have not changed. Temptation, deception, and accusation. Well, don't those things lead to accusation as well? So if I give oh, in absolutely. to temptation and, or, and, and I believe the deception and I do the thing that I, that I at least thought I knew I shouldn't do— yeah. And I start crawling down the hole, mm. and all of a sudden I look up and I'm 14 feet down. Yeah, yeah. And it, you know, I'm, I've created, I've, I've built a well I can't get out of. Right. And it's like, and well, that's the here, cycle too. The, and then now you're accusing yourself. It's like, well, what's the point? You know, you, you you start to give up. Absolutely. Which is all the devil wanted to begin no, with. No, you you saw it. They're stacked that way by purpose. That's how he works. He's the ultimate bully. You know, where he taunts you into doing something, you know, like in school, like the bully taunts you into doing something and then you do it and you fail at it. And then he sits there, the same person that taunted you, come on, man, do it. Now's the same person going, you're a fool. Ha, ha, ha. It makes everybody laugh at you. Mm -hmm. Well, and you were saying, you know, or I probably even get leading to that, like. He's really actually trying to to direct or throw you off from who God really is. Absolutely, it's a story as old as time. In Genesis three, um, there are four things I can pick out. The four things in the devil's attack. So on how to recognize the attacks of the enemy. Number one, guys. Now you're going to miss this one probably, which is why I'm going to point it out. Mm. The devil wants you to think lightly about God. Wow. Yeah. I'm serious. Yeah. And that's yeah. that's deception 101. Yeah. Like but it's so huge. Oh, yes, like what especially did, America. Yes. Like, that's just the culture is to think lightly of conviction. Or mm. come think, on. To think that your conviction should not have any effect on other people. Right. Come like yes. that is a huge thing. Like if you're going to have your convictions, it better be to yourself. I don't want to hear about it. I don't want to see it. I don't want you to like if you're going to pray, you got to pray in another room. Right. I don't want to be yeah. around you. Like that's such not the supposed culture. to talk about religion and politics. You can't so, do politics, it. the two most important things in life. Yeah. <laughs> you can't yeah. talk about it at schools. You can't talk about it at work. You're right. going to get shunned, pushed mm. away. Yeah. 
Like all of these things are just trying to make you think so lightly of right. your convictions. Right. Absolutely. Like everybody's trying to convince you. Yeah. Of that. Like okay, so what I hear a lot of guys do um, is is they make excuses for things. Mm-hmm. Let, let me just list some things right now. I, I'm gonna I'm gonna be honest with you. You need to eliminate from your life alcohol. Wow. Yeah, the room went silent. Not because of you guys. <laughs> the room that people are listening oh, in. Oh man. Right now. Why do I mention that one? The first one, because the devil has made so many men think lightly about alcohol. Yeah, it's just a drink. Yeah, I'm just. You think this is a Pastor Ron issue? It's not. It's a very strong biblical principle. I'm just telling you right now. Here's what I've learned: the things that we are most passionate about making an excuse for, we have excused it for our life. Wow, sure. Wow, like right now. I'm telling. As soon as I mentioned that, you somebody almost pressed pause or (laughs) and went back to listening to a Toby Keith song, you know, to to honor him. You know what I mean? Like I'm being serious. They almost hit pause because I I knew it. I I knew he was going to mention that one, and I don't. I don't have a problem. Like immediately, like you have already formed what you think is a biblical opinion on how the Bible says that alcohol is okay. I am telling you right now, the things we make excuses for, we've already excused it for our life. Yeah. And that's the tem- that's the deception. That's the deception. Like, what what is so wrong? Instead of trying to have an excuse for it, why don't you just, like, what, what Rodney was mentioning in the, in the scriptures where it said, you know, some people can eat meat and some other, others can't. I'm choosing not to is what Paul said, so I don't, you know, ruin my witness. What's wrong with eliminating something the world elevates and in culture? What's wrong with eliminating that and trying to be more holy for Christ? Yeah. What's wrong with that? Why, if you would spend the amount of time trying to be holy as you do trying to make excuses for what you've excused in your life, just think of the, the impact you would have in your Christian walk. Mm-hmm. Here's another one, porn. Mm. Of course I'm going to say that. Yeah. Right? Now, what is porn? Porn is not just looking on your phone and looking at some junk, mm-hmm. right? Some women that are hyped up on cocaine and, and somewhere in another country that have probably been sex trafficked somewhere that you're you're actually helping fund that. By the way, like not it's not just that it's soft porn. Yeah, um, it's it's images you know in in your head. It's it's thoughts of it. It's fantasies that create it and start in your head. Why why would you even entertain that? I know other th- getting like, you to think lightly yeah. of relationship. Mm-hmm. Getting you oh. to think lightly of respecting women come on because if a woman doesn't respect herself why should you right Right. you start going Mm. down these mindsets or if everybody else is doing it why is it a problem that i'm exactly to think lightly it's not affecting anyone else that's no no yeah so he wants you to think lightly number one about god i'm just saying that is number one rule of deception number two he wants you to think negatively about god well why would god withhold this from me hmm now, obviously, we don't say that with porn, at least I hope. But in other things, like, well, why would God not want me to live the good life or good life like, living? I have so videos? much fun on video games. Why would God not want me to have fun on video games? Yeah, God created the video game. It's expressing my artistic he ability. Everything. Right? Like, so I get, yeah, no, yeah. right. I know. Honestly, I think to Rodney's point, and we know this, I think we went over this, the, the dopamine release and how games are structured and what it does and how it pulls you in and how it, it changes your chemistry just like a physical drug that we would take. Come on, you know, mm-hmm. gaming is that. I'm going to get to that one in just a moment because I think that's an upcoming episode, but I want to I mention that yeah. one last. He wants you to think lightly. He wants you to think negatively. He wants you to think suspiciously about God. Wow. Mm. Yeah. Think about this. Like he, he wants us. Well, why would God give you this business opportunity if He didn't want you to take it? 
Wow. Well, why would God send you to this party that you thought was harmless? And then you're, you know, like all these things like, okay, well, okay. Then you think, well, yeah, well, God's not a God of trickery. So why would he do it? So since God's not a God of trickery, then he put me in this situation. Then maybe I should take advantage of it. Mm. You yeah. see what I mean? Mm-hmm. We miss that. And then he wants you to think skeptically about God. So once you start to think lightly, negatively, suspiciously, now he's got you where you think skeptically. Wow. You hit the pause button during a worship song. Like you're like, ah, I don't know about that. You hit pause when you read a verse in the Bible. You hit pause when you know you should study the Bible. You hit pause when you know you should pray with your family. You hit pause when you know, like you, whenever you want to make steps to become more for Christ, down deep inside, you're like, hmm. This didn't work out so well last time I did it. Mm. So I actually don't know if that's in my best interest. Wow. And, and play out play out your last kind of anecdotal example. So you're you you know, you got invited to this thing that you shouldn't be at at a bar, right. a club, whatever, and and you and you thought, well, why would this happen? Because this this guy that I'm gonna talk to, he's gonna give me a deal. Come this on. is a business deal, and yeah. I need this deal. And then something happens that shouldn't have happened, and you're like, Why did God put me in that situation? There you go. That quickly you went from validating and ju- trying to use suspicion to justify it, and then now it's God's fault. Exactly. And, the, and the devil just, and, and, and his minions just laugh at this. And that's they the conversation wow. I have on my couch, exactly what you just said. Wow. Absolutely. And so another one that comes from temptation, deception, accusation is blame, mm. to Rodney's point. That's why, right, you just start thinking, well, this is my fault. Why did this happen? Like you go down this, and that's, listen— Ultimately, what the devil wants, the devil wants to corrupt your mind from being able to approach God that he has your best interest at heart. Wow. That's what he really wants to do Yeah, is to corrupt that. And so let me just speak briefly on gaming. Gaming is just another form of isolation to me. Mm. The devil had Eve alone. 100%. Even, even though the Bible uses a word, which theologians are still split on, it was the Bible says that Adam obviously was in the garden with her. Well, does that mean sort of in the vicinity? So it's like if Ryan and I went to, say, TJ Maxx to shop, um, I would say I was at TJ Maxx with Raina, but was I actually by that dress curtain rack that she mm-hmm. was? Theologians are split whether he's – if it, if that word means he was beside her when it was happening or if he was in the same store. Does that mm-hmm. make sense? But either way, what happens is gaming is nothing but isolation. What we're dealing with now in a lot of marriages is the husband comes home from work and he goes immediately and plays two hours of games and just doesn't come out and talk to the wife because the wife has her thing. The wife plays Candy Crush or or, or Kitty Cat Rub or whatever those games. I have no <laughs> idea what those games are called, right? They, they play those games. Kitty Cat Rub. I don't, I, I'm not a gamer. No, or it can look like or it can look like you're a student. And this is obviously oh, come on. super prevalent. But you're a student and you're wondering, why do I not experience God the way that my teacher is telling me that I should? Ooh. Why do I not want to be a, like? Why do Why am I not drawn to Christianity? Like I feel like I should. Hmm. Why Why do I not find conversations or songs or or movies or things that should be leading me closer to Christ? Why are those not interesting to me? Okay, you are completely oversaturated. Your brain dopamine hits are getting like pounded, yeah, really hard into your right. brain every time you play video games. Yeah. It's created. To give you an overstimulation so that you stay. Are doing you not that. entertained? Yeah, right? yeah, right. Yeah. We, the the need to be constantly yeah. entertained 
and be, you know, have to, to have a wow effect going on at right. some point. And, and so people sit there and, and will scroll through their phone for oh, yeah. 55 minutes, yeah. you know, and I, I mean, I hate it because somebody be like, I sent you this Facebook messenger and it's like three weeks and you haven't responded. And yeah. I'm like, yeah, I don't, I don't have it on my phone. So then you go in, you're like, okay, let me go look at it. And then like four minutes into this, you're like, I turn this off. Like right. I'm, I'm going to be here like four days later. Just, Scrolling. You know, yeah. Just, right. Just, yeah. You know, it's information overload that you can't process. It's, it's intentionally designed. Right. And this is how the devil works, right? Everyone thinks the devil's over here going, look at it, look at it, look at it. He doesn't need to. He went and worked with right. Mark Zuckerberg to create the product right. so mm-hmm. that you get stuck looking at it. Right. He, yep. knows, he knows the psychology. He knows the your weakness. He knows the, your addiction to, to right. sinful pleasures. And so we're just dropping right in the middle of it. And, mm. and to be honest, to, to help understand, so now watch this. The devil knows what God's design is for us. The devil knows what what brings us closer to Christ. Stay with me here. The Bible calls you and I to be holy, which means set apart. Mm-hmm. So to be set apart requires some. Listen now. Don't miss. Don't lose me here. The, but to be set apart means there are moments where you and I have to be alone in meditation with God. Yeah. So the not, devil not isolated. Come on, Rodney got yeah. it. Okay. So there the it devil is. flips that like he 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 gets right to the edge of what was naturally created by God to seek him, being set apart, meditation. Now he wants you isolated in separation, mm-hmm. not meditation, into something else that will to Jordan's point just pound those dopamines and just dull you to the reality of what real life is, not good life living. So you're supposed to be separated. You walk into a room. Their next move is your most important, yes, the most important decision that you're going to make. Yes. Are you going to walk up to the game controller? Are you going to go pick up your phone or are you going to go to your Bible? Right, exactly. Let me tell you how I do it. I'm in the Bible all day long, right? And so for guys that are, you know, running car sh- car lots and and running, you know, construction sites or, or insurance or you're on the phone all day long, you know, customer service, or if you're in a school teaching kids all day long and the brain just like, mm-hmm. like overwhelmed. You know what I do? Which is one of the reasons why I love my little 15-mile drive home. <laughs> That's my alone time. Yeah. yeah. And it's intentional on my Spotify playlist of worship. So when I walk into the house... I'm ready to be there. I'm I'm present with Raina. Right. I'm present with whatever is there. Right. And I, I don't wait till I get home and then I go in game. Um, I've never done that, right? In seventh grade, I got beat by my soon-to-be girlfriend in Donkey Kong at putt-putt in front of everybody. <laughs> and honestly, it embarrassed me so bad, I never played games again. I think that was by God's design. But anyway, I never mm-hmm. play games. I'm not a gamer. But but the devil is so close. The devil now the devil knows that God gave us sex and a desire for that. Right. So he flips it. Remember everything that God gave the devil made a, a counterfeit. Yep. So God made us for meditation, but the devil flips it to isolation. That God made us for to have to be sexual beings with a someone special in our life, a wife or a husband. Right. He makes but, it people. Exactly, he makes it. He makes it others, or he makes it images. Everything we could we could go down the list. And, and don't and don't feel so don't feel so condemning of others if you're not addicted to gaming. If you yeah. have to stop, if you if every Saturday morning you need to go out and spend six hours by yourself to have that time right. to go fishing, right? 
right? Right. Or to go play golf. Right. And that's something you need. It's probably more likely isolation. Yes. Be than careful. It is. That's what I tell folks in marriage conference and in, in marriage counseling. I tell people never pursue a hobby that divides. Mm. Like try to like I get it. Go golfing once in a while. Go fishing once. I mean, I understand that. Get your wife and kids involved in golfing. Bring them exactly. Like I get it. There are those moments when we all do need to be alone. Like some downtime, we call it. But don't let the devil utilize that downtime as literally like bring you downtime. Yeah. yeah. Um, in no, meditation, that's a good way of that. you know, you know what I mean. Like, no, watch good. out for that. But here's the point: um, realize that nothing is is neutral in life. Mm. That's the whole point. Of all that. Wow. Like nothing. Gaming is just not. A, you think it's just I'm just going to put my mind in neutral and just kind of wind it. Nothing's neutral. Mm-hmm. The songs you listen to that aren't Christian, they're not neutral. The wow. environment that you're in, it's not neutral. The wow, movies that you're watching, powerful. nothing's new. It's nothing is neutral. It's either it's either coming from Christ. Here's why I know that. It's either compromising your mind, mm. or biblically, it's renewing your mind. Yeah. Wow. The Bible says we are to renew our mind daily. There's only light and darkness. There's, there's only light. There's, there's nothing in between. Come on. There's only shades of what is light and what is darkness. That's right. Mm. There is nothing neutral. Uh, somebody said this to me years ago, and I just recalled it the other day, and he said, you know, um, sin temptation uh, is like an aircraft carrier. He says, it's like the hooks or the line. What's the line called it that goes across the stretch across the deck? Oh, I just The arresting it. gear? Yeah, it's like the arresting gear line that is the devil keeps on the deck of your mind. So anytime he wants to come in and land a thought, land a temptation, he has that hook, that gear that that arresting gear oh. there. So anytime he wants to land, you and I have to when, like when on about, an aircraft carrier on an aircraft carrier that line yeah. that grows across. That like, yeah, so that the aircraft really drops fast, the cable yeah. and hooks hooks up to it. That's what it is. You and I have to get clear the deck, clear the aircraft carrier by renewing our mind. We're clearing that deck of all those areas where the devil can land because he has a hook into your heart and your mm. mind. Mm. Every day. And if the more lines you have there, it's just compromising your mind. We call it dopamine. It compromises your mind, right? All no, you're 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 always gonna be controlled by something. Nothing's never neutral. Mm. Nothing is always neutral. It's it's you're gonna be you're gonna be controlled by something. Either yeah. the compromising thoughts against God or the renewing of your mind, which brings you closer to Christ. Mm-hmm. Wow. Get rid of those static lines. I don't know what the word is that it's called. We're going to look that up in a minute. It's an arresting cable. An arresting cable. And then you have a tail hook. The tail hook is what's in the aircraft. That's even better description. It's an arresting cable. It arrests your thoughts. It arrests your heart. It literally, wow. I hadn't thought about that now until you just said it. Get rid of those arresting cables in your heart and your mind because the devil wants to use it. He's coming against you. He wants to keep you from being a godly father, a godly husband, just a godly follower of Christ. Mm-hmm. Come on, guys. This is front sight. Get dialed in, man. Recognize the attacks of the enemy and be who God's called you to be. Be done with that junk today and get your eyes on Christ. Amen? Amen. Amen. That was good. Let's, Let's do get this. It, yo. I'm, I'm throwing away my PlayStation. All right. Rodney, <clears throat> we have to stop gaming together. <laughs> <laughs> What's his call sign? Rodney? Rodney. <laughs> Yes, thank you, Jeff Jenkins. Oh, my gosh. All right, guys. We'll see you soon. Talk to you next week. Love you. See you. Bye.